Yo, I uh, want to take a second to introduce Trey Kirby. For those of you guys who aren't familiar, super excited to have him on. Uh, along with someone who you're very familiar with in, in Walshie. Uh, Trey Kirby, he's one of the hosts of No Dunks podcast on The Athlete. Uh, he won a an award for Best Sports Podcast in 2020. Uh, rumor is, dude, also fist bumps guy, Gary, perhaps multiple times. So, you know, some, some serious like OG status in the house. And uh, I believe Walshie stalked Trey and found out <laughs> you know, nice guy Fieri, uh drop in the chat box. Uh, I believe Walshie stalked Trey and found out that Trey was rocking an Avastar, which is how we got him on here. Uh, so Trey, man, welcome to the Avastars Discord. Uh, we are fans of yours and are fans of finding out that you are fans of us, dude. So uh, really stoked to have you here uh, along with Walshie. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Everything you said is true. I have gave Guy Fieri a fist pound more than once, more than once, maybe even times, uh, just through <laughs> various NBA back channels. I've crossed paths with Guy Fieri, and, you know, he lives up to the hype. He's a great guy. That's, that's amazing, dude. I'm, I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty, like, right this second. Um so, dude, you're you're in you're in like the home court of the Avastars right now, man. Tell, tell all the people if you don't mind uh, how you entered a world or stumbled upon Avastars or some like your specific Avatar. Uh, do you mind like give us a little background of how you how you found us? Oh, okay. Um, my introduction to NFTs outside of kind of a big awareness during you know the big run of 2017, early 2018. Outside of that real introduction to NFTs, no surprise to people who noticed was NBA Top Shot. And, you know, it became a big thing in the NBA world. Having done a podcast for more than a decade, we're obviously tapped into the internet world as well. So between the NBA getting into NFTs and just being generally interested in uh, whatever the developments in the technology world are, that was what opened my eye NFTs, and as I started a little bit deep into Top Shot and kind of befriending the the guys who host the podca podcast um, Club Top Shot, I was introduced to all of these other uh, Discord various NFT projects. I joined uh, the Token Smart NFT Discord pretty early on, and just kind of lurked there and read and got the information and figured out what was actually going on. And that's when I found out about Avastars. I would have to guess it must have been, uh, must have been during Series Three. I'm guessing. I kind of just found out via OpenSea and browsing things and seeing it show up on uh, my various internet friends' profiles. And you know, they're tweeting out their Avastars or they're updating their profile picture. So I was dipping into OpenSea. I was looking for it for you know just a bunch of times. I got really interested in. Uh, I think an old man with a big gray beard and purple eyes. I was like, ooh. Pretty accurate right there. Eventually, I found the actual site. I found the teleporter. And then it was, uh, I was feeling like Fred Durst out there because I was just scrolling, 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 scrolling. I had to keep going. <laughs> For me, uh, finding my Avastar, it was, um, you know, ever since, I, like, for as long as I've played video games, I can, it's always been... How can I recreate myself? You know, I can remember getting like NFL game day 98 and rather than actually starting playing games, 
all I wanted to do was make a full team, all of my friends, you know, like I gotta, I gotta make a receiver who looks like my best friend who catches some, uh, some NFL touchdown passes. So Avastars was very similar to me, uh, being, uh, you know, seen on the internet almost every day with our podcast and with our YouTube show. I wanted something that still looked like me. I wanted something that still people would know is me. So once I saw that they had the samurai hair, the hipster beard, I kind of moved away from the old man look and wanted something that looked uh, a little more accurate for myself. I, I finally scrolled upon one that I thought was just a gorgeous blue fella, and I had to have it. And that, and since then, I've been deep in the Avastars game and very excited for five coming here. Yeah, NBA Top Shot's kind of been the gateway drug that's introduced uh, users to the wider range of NFTs. Uh, it was certainly the case for me. I come from a sports card collecting background, and uh, I got into NBA Top Shot, and through that, I got into Avastars and all these other wonderful projects. Uh, so, Trey, I guess my question for you now is, was there a moment when everything kind of clicked and you decided that you wanted to jump into the NFT community with you know, both feet and, uh, and, and kind of see what it had to offer. Yeah, for me, it was, I think it was late January. Um, we had gotten some, you know, promotional emails about Top Shot and I was still kind of in the mind frame of knowing what NFTs were, but we got the email with something interesting. And I have a few friends who are just collectors in various, uh, you know, various genres, like, uh, one of my, one of my best buddies is a big Pokemon card collecting uh, guy. I've got another friend who collects a bunch of Marvel cards. So having, you know, during the pandemic, interacted a lot with them via text, I'm kind of looking for something where there's going to uh, be a new collection opportunity. Cause it's kind of hard to hop in uh, midstream to Pokemon collecting or something along those lines. So when Top Shot came about, when we found... Uh, you know, like maybe the second piece of information, promotional information, I was a little bit more interested. And then when one of my tech friends was like, hey, what's this top shot? That's when I knew it's like, okay, this is going to be something that sticks around at least in a space that I'm comfortable with uh, already. You know, like I remember a lot of the moments that are on NBA top shot. So for me, the first moment I bought was a January 5th Bulls game. Uh, Zach Levine hits like a massive step back three to pull off a huge comeback against Portland Trail. And I remember watching that in that night. I remember thinking, wow, this is incredible. I, the Bulls pulled off a huge comeback. This is the first time anybody's talking about the Bulls positively in four seasons. I'm going to remember this. So that was the moment that I wanted. It was also giving me a little bit of bit equity to be able to kind of joke with my friends, hey, you don't have top shot yet. And I was happy to have it. So as soon as I saw that, and as soon as I saw that, you know, that there seemed to be a little bit of hype around it. And at least it seemed like a product that was going to be sticking around for a while. And I just, uh, just something that I was already kind of passionate about and interested in. That was what was the big step for me. And then, I don't know, I've found in the crypto community and in the NFT community, if you're interested and willing to learn the people who are already in the community are so willing and open to be helping you and educate you about all these new things that you're going to be learning so yeah it was it took me a minute to jump into top shot i wish i would have gone in as soon as i first heard about it but as soon as i did you know it feels like you go from zero to a hundred basically right away so uh yeah as soon as i got that first zach levine then the nft game was on for me it's funny you say that because uh, I remember my first moment too. It was, I think, January 14th. 
I bought a Giannis MVP dunk Damn. for $16. <laughs> I paid $16 in Dapper credit for that Giannis MVP. And when it doubled overnight, I was like, damn, I'm in this for the long run. And within a matter of, you know, two months, that Giannis MVP dunk was up to nearly $2,000. So I think that's the moment that things really clicked for me when I saw that it wasn't only going to be a fun pastime, but there's a possibility here to, you know, bring in a little bit of a secondary income. Yeah, that's exactly right. And having, you know, having spoken to other collectors, the things were just kicking on in my brain, like something you're interested that you're going to like and know about, something that has a built-in rarity and scarcity to it. They just hit it the exact same man, you know, with regard to the pandemic. I'm looking at a screen, looking at basketball. They say all the time, anyways, of course, (laughs) time to get embedded and figure out what's actually going on. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I feel like the two of us here are probably like you know clicked very like you know easily in terms of you know all of us grew up basketball fans grew up playing basketball myself man so you know collecting trading cards as a kid so you know this is like the combination of all things. Uh, but I'm really curious uh, from your you know how you enter the NFT scene and you know made your way into Avastars like. You know, in my head, you know, I knew Top Shot was going to be a lot of people's, like, intro to NFTs and the intro to this and everything. It's, you said, like, the right combination of elements at all the time. In my head, like, Avastar is, like, pretty far deep in terms of being, like, an OG NFT project. You really have to, like, sort of know a thing or two about the space and, like, do a little homework to, like, fully appreciate, like, exactly what it is. And clearly you have made a comment in the chat box while you guys are talking. Like, I, I appreciate, like, a well-educated scroller because, like, you know, as you're speaking, like, clearly you've like, you know, done your homework and, you know, do have that appreciation. So, like, come in from, like, when you did up until now, man. I'm, I'm just curious, like, how many layers deep do you feel like Avastars is from, like, this mainstream audience that is sort of finding out about the industry through NBA Topshot? Are we like more closer to the surface than I think we are, or is sort of what I had, uh, you know, enjoyed my go? I think it's definitely um, a more subterranean project uh, than NBA Top Shot because NBA Top Shot is bringing in, uh, you know, the massive world of sports fans, also certainly like the DFS community, which are you know kind of drifted in the grind of flipping day to day, and that's something that is kind of translate from fantasy sports to NBA, certainly. Whereas with Avastars, I thought there was a little bit of a learning process. Like I said, I found out about it uh, just on OpenSea and looking for, you know, the very other start that people offer on there. And so, yeah, once you finally find sight how it's going to work and how you're going to be able to replicate, it seems to be a little bit more figuring out because with top shot it's all there right it's all there on their website you go in and it's no different than buying a trading card at a local card shop except for that you're doing it all digitally it's a a pretty simple process whereas with avastars i think you gotta learn a little bit and you gotta you gotta learn what is going to be desirable to you as traits whereas at least at least in uh nba top shot you can go and look at the mvp leaderboards right and you can see okay maybe i don't know anything about basketball but i can see that stephen curry is a really good player i've heard of lebron james he's an all-time great maybe you don't (laughs) know quite the same about uh 
how rare uh, a hipster beer is going to be at some point. But I don't know. I've been grateful to be learning so much stuff. I think it, it's just leveling the game up uh, with regards to technology on one hand. Like, I'm learning how to add these browser extensions that I would have never even known about just so I can go bounty hunting out there. You know what I'm saying? There's so <laughs> many things to learn um, that translate from the tech world into what I'm doing, uh, podcasting as well. So, yeah, it was a little bit of a learning process. But then I feel like uh, once you really are into the Avastars community, everybody knows how to scroll. Everybody knows how to find things that they like. Everybody knows how to uh, to have an eye for what they actually think is cool looking or what they think is going to be valuable sign down the line. It just takes a little bit of actually tapping in and figuring out what's going on. Awesome. Now, Trey, I use the Bounty Hunter tool, uh, something that uh, that Kai developed for the Avastars community. I'm not sure if you use that or not, but do you have any idea how many Avastars that you have scrolled in your lifetime? Uh, I don't know exactly how many I scrolled, but I know at the end of Series 4 that I had 103 in the queue. So, uh, Ooh, I would, I, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know that I'm doing well at it, but I mean, <laughs> hear the feedback when somebody's like, ooh, his looks cool. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad that that's the case. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I've scrolled a long time looking for my own, and I've scrolled a long time looking for some to put in the global feed. It's just a fun thing to do. I love uh, waiting for them to generate, popping back up, and you know, I love training my eyes to see the legendary traits and the things that aren't going to stick out right away. So, yeah, I mean, scrolling is a normal part of my day in the first place, and to actually get some <laughs> benefit from it, some actual benefit, rather than just a workout feel. Fingers I was trying to make myself feel better there, Trey, because I've actually been keeping track with Downy Hunter Pool, and I'm four million plus. So, well, baby. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Trey, <laughs> you come shoulder with with quite a few big names. You interview some uh, some celebrity athletes. What's the discussion looking like among among your peer group when it comes to NFTs and crypto as a whole? I think that. You know, Michael Jordan just recently invested in Top Shot, and that was a huge deal for, I think, for, certainly for Top Shot and just in the basketball community because, you know, from from an NBA fan standpoint, Top Shot kind of came out of nowhere and then was the biggest thing in basketball almost instantly, and that was kind of the case for a month. Um, and it, it almost felt like there you could basically not have a conversation about basketball without Top Shot coming up. It was starting to show up on broadcasts, and... Therefore, that has kind of brought some players into the mix. You know, a lot, basically all the players in the NBA at this point are younger than I am. They are of a different generation who is already attuned to things being digital to begin with. Things aren't going to get less digital. So it's not a surprise to me that uh, the NBA league that's kind of been very forward thinking with regards to the internet would have some, uh, some players that are interested in, you know, internet properties and things that they are involved with in the first place. So it, it's definitely like there are guys like Enchanter, a friend, a player who started off with Top Shot. He's moved into the Zed Run horses. And he's even, I think he's the first guy that signed a digital shoe deal. He released, released like crypto kickers or something along this line. So to me, it's still early. And the younger guys in the league, the guys who are kind of uh, just more attuned to technology and living on the internet a little bit, those guys are the adopters amongst the NBA, 
But we've already seen that go from like it being a curiosity when Josh Hart becomes interested in Top Shot and NFTs to, you know, 20, 30, 40 guys who are starting to to see the value in this and see the future. Dude, along those lines, man, and you just touched on it uh, for a second there, you know, just interested amongst the same group of people. I can see NBA Top Shot. I mean, I know we've seen it played out in real time, you know, how it's caught like wildfire amongst players in the NBA and everything. Uh, but yeah, are there people like the person you mentioned who's like getting into the Zed run and that kind of thing? Are there, do you see people wanting to, you know, scratch the surface one step further and look into NFTs? Or are people looking at it more as like just sort of like a novelty because this is the next iterating cards and they're like really worried about what's going on in the back end? Like some combination of all of those things, you know, sort of interested on like, who cares about the technology aspect of it? Or if it's more just like, hey, this is cool, fun, and flashy, and you can flip this shit like 100x if you're, you know, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's part of it, too. And just like with the entirety of Top Shot, you know, I'm sure there are people who, uh, NBA players who are collectors and NBA players who are seeing that this is the next big thing right now, so I got to get in. The things that are interested to me, though, are more like Daryl Morey, who is an executive for uh, the Sixers at this point, he had built his career on being a forward thinker in the NBA. He was at the forefront of the revolution, shooting three the Houston and the analytics movement. And now you see he's got two crypto punks for his avatar. So when I see that, when I see that he is at least, I think on day one, he was the biggest spender for the Tops NFT project. That's something that's interesting to me because that's a guy who is looking for the next big thing. He's looking for the future and he's a super sharp, smart guy. So to me, it's for when I see a Daryl Morey who's interested in crypto and NFTs, uh, that's a guy that I just trust his opinion because he's super, he's just a smart guy. You know, I think he's launched the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference at MIT in Boston, uh, which has become a massive success and is kind of the hallmark of sabermetrics and analytic conventions. So um, there are definitely, you know, players who I'm sure just excited. This is the next iteration for trading cards, but then there are all guys like Daryl Morey and Mark Cuban who are interested in it because certainly there is a basketball and a sports component to it, but there's also technological advancements that are going to play out further down the line. I love that you just mentioned that, Trey, because... That kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, I mentioned Mark Cuban. He's one of these big names that's kind of been on the forefront of pushing uh, utility with NFTs and crypto in his sector. He's trying to bring Dogecoin in, a method of payment for kits. And he's talking about using NFTs potentially in the future uh, with Mavericks. Do you see any use cases with NFTs in your line of work? Well, the Golden State Warriors, outside of Cuban, who is certainly going to be at the forefront of things, pushing things with the Mavericks, uh, like you said, accepting Dogecoin as payment, who knows what else that they're going to do. I, I remember it was a big deal in the Top Shot community when the Dallas Mavericks like made their own fake Top Shot and tweeted it out for one of their players. So certainly the Mavericks, and I imagine the 76ers too, man, I wouldn't be surprised about the Kings, uh, will kind of be at the forefront of trying to figure out the utility of it. On the other hand, the Golden State Warriors are currently going through an auction right now where they're releasing NFTs, limited edition of their six championship rings throughout their franchise history. And the utility of that is that if you get the number one, if you if you buy the number one 
auction. They actually make you a one-of-one replica of that championship ring. So you're getting the NFT of it, and the utility is you're getting a championship ring. Now they even go further with it where they're combining all six of these championship rings into one single ring. It certainly sounds like a Thanos thing. We're talking six rings into one. Are you kidding me? But at the very end, if you win that one, you also get a one-of-one of this crazy six-time championship ring. So... You know, uh, NBA is getting introduced to NFTs a couple of months ago. Honestly, you know, probably a year ago, considering Top Shot has been around since last season. But it's really been a story since uh, January of this year. And we're already seeing the utility of things increase already down the road. I know Damian Lillard did uh, an NFT as well, where he had some serious uh, utility added onto his. But he was... You know, this, it kind of seemed a little bit more like just a release and he wasn't super involved with uh, what's going on, but there was definitely some cool utility added to that with regards to meeting Lillard or getting a limited edition pair of his actual shoes. So I don't know. There are people who are ready to collect NBA basketball stuff. And, you know, obviously, as we've seen with Top Shot, people are certainly interested in being able to do that digitally, but as they continue to add the utility to it outside of it, whether that means you're getting ticket stubs from games or whether you're able to access a different lounge at a stadium, I don't know what it's going to be, but people have been coming up with some great ideas already and it's been such a short time for the basketball association. So dude, I'm sort of curious as to like your long-term perspective on how this like plays out in situations like the NBA, because I, I have no doubt that, you know, the three teams that you mentioned who sort of get out in front of us and have some creative ideas on how to utilize NFTs, you know, in combination with this hype cycle and NFTs are all over the news, will no doubt in my head be able to capitalize on, you know, all this. Uh, but, um, you know, I guess I'm just thinking in the long term, do you see like that whole thing being sort of like a bubble and that like what eventually happens is that the NFTs basically become vehicle for all these teams to sell the same stuff that they were already selling just in like a, you know, different format basically, or, you know, unlocking the packages they were already selling. Concepts. Now they're just going through NFTs. Like did that get old eventually and then we're sort of the same you know form as we were before just like a different vehicle for distribution or do you think there are you know people out there who will be able to innovate on this to the extent that we see like you know sort of different models forming of like engaging fan bases if that makes sense yeah i think it'll be both uh you know like it's easy to see a world where rather than just getting a ticket stub, you're getting an NFT right away. And like you're saying, that's a new thing, but it's not really. Like if you go and you actually buy a ticket uh, and you actually get a physical ticket stub, that's been a while since I've had a physical ticket stub, I'll say that, but you could get that and you can say that and that's something people save and you can certainly see that being the case. You know, right now it's kind of, you get a QR code. Why couldn't that easily be an NFT uh, that you're able to save forever somewhere digitally? But I also think uh, that there will be innovators, people who uh, make projects that really matter and that are more than just selling a digital version of something that we've seen time and time again. Um, who will that be? It'll be those teams uh, that are most normally interested in this, that are more, more technologically uh, savvy, uh, like the 7-6ers, like the Rockets have been in the past as well. These teams that want to push things forward and want to figure out the next thing 
because they realize that it's going to be playing out, uh, that it's going to be massive in the future. You know, like certain teams were faster to update their in arena Wi-Fi, that kind of thing, and make it, uh, make it just more more with the times and more current. So yeah, there will be the normal projects that are just digital versions of the things we're used to, but there are certainly utilities out there and collecting avenues that I think can be something different and something new. Now, Trey, I know we're kind of running short on time here, but I heard some rumors recently that there's going to be a, a no dunks team and possibly a club top shot basketball showdown. Is, is there any truth to this? And if so, what's the spread looking like? Uh, that's a great question. We would love to play them. Uh, you know, they've got five who are, they've got five guys who are their standard crew. We've got five guys who are our standard crew. So the numbers match up perfectly. Uh, the spread, I would have to say that no dunks is a 10 and a half point favorite. <laughs> no offense to those guys, but, uh, I think they're more football players in general, whereas we're coming from a strict basketball background. I have to agree with you there. <laughs> but Yo, we're looking forward Trey. to it uh we're, i would love to throw down um that's one of the things i'm yeah. missing most about the pandemic to actually play a little pickup basketball again someday dude count me in man whenever it's going down uh Yo, man, I would, I would love to, while well, we got a couple seconds here, I'm dropping some links uh, into the chat box uh, where people can find your stuff and hit you up and everything. Would be interested, man, in to sort of like dig into your crypto wallet a little bit, like outside of Avastar's NBA Top Shot. Are there other like projects that you're interested in or just think are cool or that you've been checking out on the side or like, you know, what other kind of stuff have you been poking around in? Uh, Zed run, I think is certainly interesting. Uh, I've got uh, an NF or uh, sorry, NBA paint NFT, a Chicago bulls one. I've got uh, a man's coin from Pete Manzanelli, uh, associate of club top shot. You could say, um, but I'm also trying to currently buy a very, uh, very NFT right now. I'm trying to buy a house. So I'm playing a little cool here, actually trying to, uh, you know, I got to have nice. some fiat currency to put down on, on an actual house. So I'm slow playing it a little, but to me, um, you know, everybody says it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I like to kind of dip into a project, see what it's all about, and then actually get involved with it. And that's kind of what the stage I'm in now. That's what's up, man. Walshy, man, any other questions? We've got like 30 seconds left, dude. we got to grill him with uh, anything else. Aside I think yours, he... Trey, the star is very nice. Who is the next best one, and why is it mine? Um, it's yours, <laughs> because you're pitching it. That's why, yeah, if you believe it's the best, answer, it's got to be the best. <laughs> Just a, a quick final note here, Trey. Uh, to you... What is the best thing about the NFT community as a whole? I think it's the the generosity and the willingness to teach. Uh, Andy on Club Top Shot has been a guy who I've interacted with a ton, a guy that kind of was my Avastar consult. I know that he's got one as well. Uh, so I'm always kind of grilling him to get, to get the info on what's going down and what I should be doing and looking at. And that's something that's really stuck out to me is – uh, just the openness. And if you've got a question, somebody's got an answer and they're willing to actually give you the answer and help you find the answer and just grow the various communities and the crypto and NFT community at 
large. It's just, uh, it's fun to me to be able to learn new stuff and to meet new people who are so willing to teach you the new stuff. It's an amazing place. And the fact that I'm here today interviewing you is a testament to that. Three, four months ago when I got into NFTs, I never dreamed that I'd be be interviewing Mr. Trey Kirby here today. So, so thank you very much for that opportunity, Trey. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was a ton of fun. Can't wait to be scrolling again. Likewise, man. Thank you very, very much. Yo, dude, is there any, we've been dropping links, man. Is there anything else that you want to tell the audience while you have them here? Any place that they should find you uh, or things that you've got coming up that they should keep an eye out for? Find no dunks anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Maybe you've got your own player that you, you drop the links into. We're on YouTube as well. No dunks everywhere. We podcast about the NBA five days a week, Monday through Friday. We throw in a couple of little other shows as well. We've got one coming up here in a couple of hours, our beach stepping show. That is uh, like a listener mailbag kind of show. So things get a little bit wacky sometimes on beach step. And we're going live with that at 3 p.m. Eastern. That'll be on YouTube. That'll be on all the podcast players, the athletic app everywhere. So follow No Dunks Inc. wherever, wherever you can find us. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Yo, next time you fist bump Guy Fieri, man, tell him the NFT recipes. I would like to buy some. I think it's a thing. Nobody's doing it. So, you know, keep it, keep it between us until you hit them up next time. Sounds good. I'll be lining up for a garbage can nachos NFT as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, it's been a pleasure, dude. Have a great day. Good luck with the with the show later on. We'll be sure to catch it. All right. Thanks, y'all. Take care.